Hey, good evening, everyone. Happy Saturday evening. Welcome to another podcast episode of the Daily Mind. I am your host, Austin, giving you another half hour of complete nonsense. Um, so uh, thanks for tuning in. Um, on a good note, I am one, just one play away from hitting 1,000 plays. Hooray for me. It took a minute. Okay, like I said, it's not a very big show. It doesn't gain a big audience, but I get a few listeners here and there. That's what keeps the show going. But I'm just one play, folks. One play. 999 plays. Just one from hitting 1,000. So please uh, listen to the episode so I can get 1,000. Thank you. All right. So um, hopefully everybody's weekend is going very well. Uh, my day has been very chilled. Got up this morning, got my car serviced. Of course, it has some issues. Um, that needs to be addressed like a, uh, a fucking bad CV boot and somehow a slash in my tire that is almost exposing the steel or the wiring inside the tire. So I have to make alternative plans in terms of going on a trip to New York in April instead of driving up there. I'm going to have to fly up there because I don't want to risk taking this car up there in this condition with those two deficiencies. So that's somehow fixed. Not a big deal whatever um but i spent the most i spent the majority the majority of the day running errands that's all i've been doing um cleaning up here um picking up food again we're still like making up for the food that we lost from the power outage a week or so ago um so i'm you know playing catch up with these things as well and of course just getting my house ready for uh, some some guests that I'm going to have over here. While they're here, though, I won't be doing any shows. I'll be more or less entertaining them here. Um, so there'll be a couple of days this upcoming week just to give you a uh, PSA um, that I will not be broadcasting any episodes, which is okay. It's, it's cool sometimes to take a break once in the blue. So I don't mind a couple of days off here and there. Um, I, the show has got a pretty good momentum going, so a couple of days off would not really be a bad thing. All right, so... <clears throat> Today's episode was inspired by a device I was looking up last night. This is probably one of the most forgotten devices of the time, but boy, I screamed and hollered for this device. It came out in 2000, roughly. It was called the Cybergo. Now, you're asking, so what the fuck is a Cybergo? Well, let me spell it out for you so that you might be like, oh, shit, that's what that is. C-Y-B-I-K-O, right? Um, the, the commercials are kind of weird and distinctive. Had a Japanese voiceover guy talking on you know, the Cybico. Cybico was basically a PDA Palm Pilot for kids. It was a very odd shape. Two versions of it came out. Um, one, they have antennas on it. What you were able to do, it had PDA-like functions. You were able to play games, send messages, eventually uh, surf the web somehow. Um, uh, they had an MP3 attachment to it. It was basically like one of the coolest, hottest devices. It was made by a Russian company at the time. Um, and it was one of the hottest fucking toys out there. I literally remember when I got my Cybico. God knows where it is. It's probably destroyed somewhere. Um, or, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know where that shit is. Um, but it was one of the hottest things out. But the gimmick soon died um, very quickly for the Cybico. They came out with a second version. It looked worse than the first version. And it somehow just disappeared. Now, remember, this was at a time where Palm Pilots were coming out. Cell phones were still... Not in everybody's hands yet, especially teenagers. And um, it was the closest thing to a cell phone I've had um, before actually getting a cell phone. But um, what I'm going to talk about tonight is tech from the 2000s, some of the hottest gadgets that came out during that decade. Um, normally, I would do like a um, 
80s, 90s, 2000s, like in a row kind of series. But I don't know. This time I'm just going to the 2000s and maybe another day or so I'll talk about 90s tech and then 80s tech. But 2000 tech was very interesting because, you know, you had the introduction of the Palm Pilot. Well, then again, I think the Palm Pilot may have been a little earlier than the 2000s, but it definitely rose to fame. You had the T-Mobile Sidekick, the iPod, which is probably one of the biggest high-tech gadgets um, or one of the greatest inventions of the 2000s was the iPod. Uh, you had the PlayStation 2 that was out at the time. You had all these really, really cool gadgets. Xbox 360 eventually came out and all this other stuff, right? Now, when I talk about the 2000s, I'm talking about from the year 2000 to 2010, basically that decade. So I did find a list of some of the hottest gadgets. Now, remember, it, this only name about a few, but there are many, many more gadgets. Um, and if you don't know what the Cyberco is, look it up. It was one of the coolest fucking toys. And it was weird because it seemed gimmicky now that I think about it. Because you were only able to chat with someone at least about 330 feet away. I managed to actually get a hold of someone um, <laughs> down the block from me. A friend of mine who also had a Cyberco. And he sent me a message. I sent him a message. And I was like, oh, this is awesome. And then that's it. Not a lot of kids had Cyberco. So. And it retailed for something in the, in the realm of like $100, $120-something at the time. All right. So as I was uh, looking up trying to find a good list of 2000 gadgets. Again, remember, I'm a very nostalgic person. And it was weird. I was going to bed and all of a sudden Cyberco popped up in my head. And I was like, oh man, I remember this. And I'm like, shit, this sounds like an episode. <laughs> Not just on the Cyberco, but on 2000s tech, right? Um, so they have here, uh, there's a, a website called redbookmag.com. And uh, the, the headline is 25 photos of early 2000s technology you probably forgot about. Um, some of these technologies are still going today. A lot of them kind of fell into obscurity, um, but in some way, shape, or form, they are still going. So there's a list of 25. Let's knock it out, and then I'm going to try to find some other honorable mentions because there's so much tech that came out, but this is some of the most popular tech that has come out between 2000 and 2010. So let's get right into it. So the number 25 item they have on this list was the iPod dock. Um, I never had one. Um, I never even got the first or second generation iPod with a little spin wheel, little that kind of deal. I never got that. It says, of course, you got to charge your iPod somewhere. But so why not on top of Apple's loud but less than subtle speaker system? Now, if you look at this picture, it looks ridiculous because you got this small iPod and this big ass fucking speaker. You know, nowadays, um, speakers are Bluetooth. You understand what I'm saying? So like you, you don't really need a dock. But this here just looks absolutely ridiculous. And I didn't know anybody who had iPod dock, but I knew a lot of people that had iPods. And boy, if you were in New York at the time, 2000, 2001, and so on, that whole decade, man, people were getting iPods stolen left and right in New York. Like, remember, so nowadays you don't need a second device like an iPod for music. Everything is on your phone. But back then, you had your phone and you had your iPod because you couldn't listen to music on your phone. Eventually, MP3s were able to help you listen on the phone. But back then, you carried two devices. Big, big, no, 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 no. All right, so desktops. Desktop towers, number 24. If you had a desktop computer at your workspace, chances are you were likely banging your knee against a computer tower underneath your desk. Let me tell you something. I still want a desktop tower because I'm trying to set up a, because um, right now I just have a laptop, a very, very budget laptop that I do my show on. But I do want to have a setup so that I can do better editing with my photography, upgrade my equipment for the show. Because a laptop is primarily my computer, but I, I, I would take it on the go with me. If, uh, for example, if I go to New York, I take the show on the road, 
and stuff like that. But uh, a desktop computer, you don't see them too much. You go to like Best Buy and shit, the towers and stuff. I mean, they they got some. But again, nobody really is home enough to be on a desktop computer unless you were like a producer or you, you work from home or whatever the case. But Or you have your laptop and you can just also work from your phone. So again, it's one of those technologies that are still going. There are people still, there's still a market for uh, desktop towers and desktop setups. I'm still in the market for one. Uh, number 23 they have here, uh, T9 cell phones. Now you're thinking, what the fuck is a T9 cell phone? Uh, remember how you had to text and you had to press a certain number or you had to press like six to get a certain, like six X amount of times to get a certain number uh, letter? Yeah, that. Um, it says, who remember the T9 keyboards on cell phones? You could only text using nine keys and you sometimes had to hit a number multiple times in order to get the correct lettering. Uh, texting on those took forever. Well, eventually I mastered it. I mean, yeah, G-H-I, obviously if you want I, you hit one, two, three, the same button three times. Um, nowadays, I think kids will have a fucking hard time trying to text on a T9 keyboard. Um, now we got virtual QWERTY keyboards, but at that time too, with the sidekick, they had actual physical keyboards with a you know QWERTY setup. Um, but now everything is digital. Everything's touchscreen. You don't have to worry about that no more. And you can send texts within seconds. Um, this next one here is the flat screen computers. Number 22, when the iMac went flat in 2020, I mean, I'm sorry, in 20, uh, 2002, it kicked off a new design model for computer companies to emulate. Um, again, I never had an Apple setup. I'm not a big Apple fan. Sorry. I'm just not, um, maybe someday. Um, but, uh, flat screen computers. Yeah, this was a big deal. My uncle had a, uh, a music production set and he had an Apple G4. I don't know if you guys remember the Apple G4, um, one of the most powerful computers at the time. It was like a producer's choice, uh, for production equipment. Pretty interesting looking design. Looking at it now though, it's really, really dated. Um, and uh, the next one, 21, Amazon Kindle. Yes, Amazon been out for a while, okay? Amazon Kindle. Man, now this is like when it was its own separate device. Now you can read shit on your phone again. In the mid to late 2000s, Amazon made it possible to access your library with the push of a button. Thus, the reading tablet was born. Seen a lot of these on the subway. Um, they were slowly starting to replace books and newspapers and all that stuff. Um, they didn't have color screens, but eventually they did have color screens. Um, but now this is it's it's an outdated tech because you can download shit into your phone. Everything is on your phone. Your phone is literally your life, your computer, your everything. Number 20, one of my favorite devices, I actually had one of these, the PlayStation Portable, a.k.a. PSP. Now, the PSP um, competed with the Nintendo DS at the time. The PSP was way ahead of its time. I mean, it played on a UMD disc. It was able, you could watch, I had the Chappelle Show season one on that on the PSP. That was the coolest shit. You had movies you can watch, um, games, you could download music. It had it was a whole nine. That shit was so ahead of its time, man. The PS Vita, on the other hand, just garbage. My shit is collecting dust as we speak. It says, a user test out the PSP game system, which brought lifelike graphics to the palm of your hand in 2004. It was basically a portable PlayStation 2. It was somewhat on par with the PlayStation processing power. Maybe a little less than ps2 but it was up there it was able to create 3d games with no problem um 19 hd tv while hd tv technology was developed in the 90s it didn't become readily available to the average consumer until the early 2000s nowadays people are upgrading from hd tv to 4k and eventually now it's going to be 8k but if you had uh, hd tv at that time 
you 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 were balling. You're definitely balling. Now I know you guys remember this next one. Number eighteen is TiVo, right? You were able to control television. You can. You were able to. It's kind of like the predecessor to the DVR. It's a, it, it, yeah, it, basically the predecessor to the DVR. Uh, the TiVo recording system was a saving grace if you weren't able to catch your favorite show live. Um, TiVo's dead. I don't. I don't even think TiVo exists anymore. I really don't. Um, but it was cool back then, especially when, again, you weren't home to watch something. You could set it, like, you know, setting your VCR to record a television, like, you know, a television show or a movie or something. Uh, number 17, the iPod Shuffle. Very cute little thing. Didn't have a screen. The idea was that it played whatever music list. It plays whatever songs on the list in no particular order. It's Shuffle. You just, you know, you could control the music. You could fast. You could, um, if it picked the song you really didn't like very much, you can kind of skip it. Or go back to the last song. Um, it says, before the days of rocking out to your Spotify playlist, the iPod Shuffle provided you randomized curation of tracks totally ad-free. Yeah, because you downloaded it. Um, nowadays, the iPod is dead. The last one was the iPod Touch, which I actually had one for a little bit. It's actually a nifty little thing. It's basically an iPhone without the phone. But it was it was actually pretty cool. You are able to surf the web, apps, the whole nine yards. Um, the next one, number 16, the digital camera. Yes, those point and shoot cameras that somehow are still being sold today, believe it or not. You go to Best Buy, you go to Target, they still have like one or two models of these that are still there. Um, but these were very popular before cameras start being attached to cell phones and people were taking selfies with these somewhat small, bulky digital cameras. And so you probably use something, a clunky handheld camera that, I mean, you probably used something a clunky handheld camera that looked like this to take pictures for your myspace yeah those things were like yeah but they were cool they were cool and you know it's funny this next one um number 15 the portable dvd player i remember a few years ago um uh, my wife actually got me a portable dvd player sony one and i still have it i don't even use it but you know back then you dvds were extremely hot popular um this was before amazon and i mean this was before uh the digitized version of netflix it says if you wanted to watch a movie on the road you pop the disc in one of these bad boys of course sometimes they'll skip if you got an anti-skip one you were good um but yeah these these were totally good on the go or if you're on the plane or flying somewhere you know um there's number 14 hit clips uh these miniature music players carried snippets of your favorite tunes on tiny floppy disc who needs to hear the whole song anyway I think that's a waste of fucking money. Why would I buy this? Why would I only want to hear a snippet of a song? I don't even know anybody who had a hit clips, but um, yeah, that's garbage. You might as well just have a portable CD player, which back then too, if it's not on this list, was actually pretty popular as well as a portable CD player. Um, you see them all the time rocking on the subway and shit, but man, they barely could fit in your pocket. <laughs> Mostly you held it in hand, but you know, certain places you got to have to, you know, tuck it away a little bit. Uh, number 13, 3D television. Towards the end of the aughts, 3D movies and 3D television show became all the rage. However, it was a trend that disappeared as quickly as it came. Yeah, because it's gimmicky. You know, not everybody can afford a 3D television. Even now, like, you know, the whole 3D TV, it, it's gimmicky, gimmicky. Uh, number 12, the Game Boy Advance, GBA. Yes, this here... Um, yeah, this was really, really popular, too. This is right before, though, uh, the Nintendo DS came and kind of killed off the, the Game Boy, kind of pushed it aside a little bit. It says, the fold-down screen on Game Boy Advance made it possible to play Pokemon anytime, anywhere. 
Because remember, the old Game Boy didn't have a backlit screen, and you had to like plug the little snake light, and you know it was kind of difficult to see at all angles, especially on those road trips. So the Game Boy Advance was a breath of fresh air because, well, you could it had a back it had a backlit screen, so you could see at night. On the next one. The Xbox 360, number 11. In the early 2000s, every team was playing The Sims on their Xbox 360. I had a PS3. I wasn't a big Xbox fan. Um, true story, uh, back when the Xbox came out in 2001, I remember this Christmas, my my brother and I, we tried to open this Xbox before we had to actually open it for Christmas. Long story short, we get this Xbox. We also got a PS2 as well. And this fucking Xbox broke two days after we opened it my cousin put in halo it was the last game that would be played on it and the shit broke and unfortunately it was a gift that my aunt got she threw away the receipt and we weren't able to do anything with it so it was just this block i tried so hard to do whatever it take to fix it i opened it up everything it just wasn't working it basically got a yellow uh ring of death i guess what you could call that shit i don't know what it is but eventually i replaced it with a gamecube which was a well worth investment um, but no, Xbox 360 is a no-go with me. Number 10, DVDs. Back when the word streaming simply defined what water does down a river, Netflix used to mail your selected DVDs directly to your doorstep. Yeah, because my wife used to use Netflix during that time, and she would get DVDs right there. They'll mail them um, to you within a few days. You watch it. You rewind it. No, I'm fucking with you. You don't rewind the DVD. <laughs> then you take it back to Netflix. But then they went digital. And it was probably for the best because a lot of those discs probably broke in transit. Uh, people probably just never returned them. And it was a, a cool model. But remember, too, Blockbuster was still around and stuff like that. So you were able to still go to Blockbuster. Netflix was like, no, nah, fuck this. We're going to stream it digital. You know, the internet, Wi-Fi systems are becoming faster. Why not? All right, so this one here, this was another hot phone at the time. I know you guys kind of already know what I'm about to talk about. It's the Razer phone, number nine. Um, it shows a picture of Paris Hilton showing off her Razer phone. But yeah, if you had a Razer phone, you were somewhat an advanced, uh, I, I don't know. Like I, People just seemed like you had money because all the celebrities had it. Paris Hilton had it. Um, it, to me, it was like a basic bitch phone at the time. I didn't, I wasn't a big fan of the razor. Uh, my cousin had a razor at the time. I just wasn't a big fan of it. It was sleek. It wasn't as bulky as the Nokia's or anything else. It was different, but it will probably be like one of the last hot flip phones before the iPhone came out just in 2007, which was absolutely a revolutionary device. Every phone is the way it is because of the iPhone when it was introduced. I'll give Apple that. But that's about it. Um, number eight, laptop computer. I'm on a laptop right now. It says, everyone wanted to get their hands on Apple cutting-edge clamshell iBook laptops back in 2000. Well, not me. <laughs> I, I, I told you, I'm not a big Apple fan. Uh, I, I tell you, though, after the whole CyberCode thing, I think the one device in the early 2000s I wanted so fucking bad because I heard it had internet capability, Palm Pilots. Absolutely one of those. And Blackberries. I had a few Blackberries. I had one with the trackball. Trackballs will fall out. Or the one with the touch little D-pad kind of deal, too. I had that. But I wasn't too big into the laptops in terms of, like, Apple and stuff like that. No. Uh, number seven, the Nintendo Wii Remote. Or the Nintendo Wii. Uh, the first dip into virtual reality came in the form of 2006 Wii Remote, which allowed users to actively play everything from tennis to golf. The funny thing about the Wii Remote was what was happening at home. Um, 
people were breaking shit with them. So people gotten so into the games. Now remember, with the Wii remote, you kind of it had a very flimsy strap. You you know wrap it around your uh, you wrap it around your wrist, right? Like a tennis bracelet or whatever, and then you hold the, the remote really tight. The problem is is that people got so engaged in these games, and most of this shit's been happening when it was like Wii Sports. So you know when you swing the baseball, or you pretend like you're throwing a bowling ball. Um, that's where people fucked up. And what will happen is the remote will snap and fly into a TV. Um, go to YouTube. There's like a whole compilation of people breaking their TVs or smacking somebody in the head. Nintendo's remedy to that was that they came out with a thicker strap. But by that time, the gimmick was just, it was a gimmick. People just was like, people got lazy. Like instead of sitting there actively standing up and swinging the baseball or bowling, people were just sitting down doing that shit because they just realized like this shit is stupid. This is gimmicky, and, and I have to work out and sweat. No, just give me a controller with a D-pad, and I'm good. But yeah, that, those were fun times. Uh, number six, the iPod Nano. Now, I was a kind of a fan of this because it was slim. It wasn't big and bulky. Um, it says, Apple released a slimmer and sleeker version of the iPod in 2009, available in a slew of vibrant colors, and also included built-in cameras. I forgot they had built-in cameras, but, you know, the quality is probably shitty. Um <clears throat> Yeah, I had an iPod Nano for a bit, uh, rocked it. I, I thought it was pretty cool. I think it was one of the coolest of the models, well, besides the iPod Touch. Uh, this next one here, whew, this one used to get juked a lot in New York. And if you don't know the term juked, it means it was stolen. A lot of people got these fucking phones stolen. But these were like the original thought phones, the Sidekick, <laughs> the T-Mobile Sidekick. It says the T-Mobile Sidekick was the phone to have in 2006. The screen flipped open to reveal a full keyboard. Bonus points if you had your phone be dazzled. You know, little jewels and rhinestones and dumb stuff like that. But um, they came out with different variants of the Sidekick. Um, they eventually had cameras. Eventually had bigger screens. They had um, slide-up keyboard, um, slide-up screens and stuff like that. And yeah, and eventually, like phones like that and the Razer died when 2007 rolled around. And guess what came out? The iPhone. And then shortly after, the T-Mobile G1, which was the first Android phone to hit the U.S. to compete with the Apple iPhone. Which I think the G1 may have came out a year or two uh, after the iPhone. Yeah, we were just we were introduced to uh, we were introduced to Android at that time. Okay, so the next one here is. Um, Number four, desktop computers. Again, the Mac desktop featured a large round shell and came in a variety of bright colors when it was released in 2001. Okay, that's the more translucent, more round computer screens, computer monitors, which had, I guess, the built-in drive and all that shit, too. Yeah. Number three, GPS. Before Google Maps went mobile, everyone had to have one of those big guys suction to the front windshield. Remember, too, also people had MapQuest. Remember when you had to print out all the pages for directions and shit? So if you had, like, this ridiculous road trip from New York to California, you probably had a whole fucking phone book of pages telling you directions. No, not anymore. And you don't even got to buy any of these big things anymore. You just Your phone does everything. I told you, everything that I'm reading off this list is now in your phone. Everything. Everything has been concentrated to this one device. It's amazing how things just... uh kind of flowed number two the ipod of course the ipod i get i said it if there was any big invention of the 2000s it had to been from apple it was the ipod and the iphone 
It says, in July of 2002, Apple unleashed the very first iPod, enabling users to carry thousands of songs in the palm of their hand. And see, that was the selling point. The fact that you didn't have to listen to the radio, the fact that you could rip songs from Napster or, you know, to, to download an, an MP3 format into the iPod. Just imagine at that time you were balling. 2002, you're chilling, you got fucking like 600 songs. You probably only listen to like 10 on repeat. The rest you just kind of scroll through depending on your mood and your vibe. But that was the time. That was definitely the time. Uh, the iPod was absolutely fantastic. And the last but not least, this is number one. This one is an odd one to be number one. But man, did I want this fucking thing. BlackBerry phone, number one. Before answering emails on your iPhone or Android, the BlackBerry was the original go-to smartphone device. For all of your internet addictions, you can even watch porn on it. I actually tried it. You can watch porn on a BlackBerry phone at that time. Nowadays, nobody uh, has a BlackBerry anymore. Um, they even tried to go touchscreen. It didn't quite catch on. Apple already like killed the Palm Pilot at the time. BlackBerry was like the last man standing. So now it's Apple and Android, and you know there you go. So all right, so that was that list. But uh, I, you know, again, Cyberco is the Cyberco I mentioned earlier is one of those, um, <clears throat> you know, um, how do I say it? Um, ah, honorable mentions. There I go. There I go. Okay. So I found this other list. This is on uh, businessinsider.com. I'm going to go through it really quick because they got a few devices here that that other list did not quite list. Um, okay. Give me a second here. Okay. All right. So game changing devices of the two thousands, right? Okay, so it has here, it says um, number 10, Bluetooth headsets in 2002. Um, HDTVs, number nine. The iPod, yes, 2001. The Blu-ray. This is another one. So during the format wars, you know, back in the day, it used to be VHS versus uh, Betamax, VHS one. Then it's VHS and DVDs. DVDs ultimately won. But then two other formats came out, HD DVD and Blu-ray. So HD DVD was in red, Blu-ray covers were blue um hd dvd was basically a dvd with double the storage but blu-ray had a shitload of storage where you could fit everything into it um in 2006 it says here blu-ray set out to redefine the video disc market but not in the way its creators expected by waging a protracted war with the competing standard hd dvd blu-ray's backers end up making both technologies irrelevant by holding back adoption of pointless feuds set the stage for the death of physical discs for Apple and for Apple, Hulu, and Netflix to bring online streaming video to the mass market. So if there's anything that's going to kill the Blu-ray is streaming. But Blu-ray is an essential feature. Um, well, it may not even be essential anymore for video game consoles like the PlayStation and the Xbox. The Xbox, yes, use Blu-ray disc, believe it or not, to hold, the, hold their games. Um, it's just... They don't print it on there because they're paying it through like a licensing. So the Blu-ray logo really just belongs to Sony and a couple of other companies. But every Xbox game is put on a Blu-ray disc. That's hence the reason how a uh, Xbox uh, can play a Blu-ray. The more you know. Um, let's see what else is on this list. Um, the Nintendo Wii. Yeah, we got it. We got it. We got it. USB flash drives. Yeah. Uh, number four, the BlackBerry. Uh, the Kindle, Windows XP, you know, that dun, 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 and the iPhone from 2007. 
But there's so many more things that have not been mentioned, but unfortunately I don't have time to mention and I'm not going to do a part two to this episode because I think I covered all of the tech that I needed to cover, essentially. Maybe tomorrow I might do 90s tech, depending, or if something else pops up. But there's a lot more tech and I, you know, I, I remember all this in its prime when it came out and it was just, well, things were happening, man. It was happening. It was simpler, simpler times. Now we have cell phones that look like other cell phones it's just only difference they're either a little thinner a bigger screen but nonetheless cell phones but our lives are literally in this phone there's not a day where you can't like break your neck looking down i swear this generation our generation is going to have serious back and neck problems we're all going to be walking around hunched in the next 20 30 40 years thanks to the thanks to the cell phone great all right so hey thanks for listening taking the time to listen to the daily mind i am one play away so somebody please listen to an episode to get that 1000 play. Um, I'm looking forward to, I think, you know, it may not be or sound like much to me. That's a freaking milestone. I've had this show on for about five months. Um, took a little bit, had some slow moments, had some really good perky moments, but you know, to reach a thousand plays is really, really monumental to me because it's telling me that people are actually taking the time a half hour out of their day to listen to what I have to say, even though there's like hundreds of other podcasts, but somehow people are just listening to me. That's what keeps me going. That's what keeps the show going. Like, even if I just had one play a day, I'd still do it because somebody's listening. So I do appreciate everybody um, who has listened to the show or continuously listened to the show, or at least listened to it once um, to get to this point. I do. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you deeply. Um, so enjoy the rest of your evening. I got to go pick my wife up from work. Uh, stay tuned for tomorrow's episode, whatever that may be. I don't know. And enjoy the rest of your Saturday evening. Stay out of trouble. Be good to each other. Be kind. And we'll do this tomorrow. All right. So have a great night. See you then. Ciao.